0: Not
1: talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and really the most helpful leaders in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymous Bosch of business, And so what persuades you to act? Have you ever wondered why your brain latches on to to one phrase or concept and your craving to act on that idea seems irresistible? And better yet, wouldn't you just love to learn how to plant such motivational concepts in the minds of your boss and your coworkers and your best beloved? Well, from your craving to our ears, my friend... This very hour, we have cognitive neuroscientist Dr. Carmen Simon, author of the truly best-selling, now globally best-selling, Impossible to Ignore, and founder of Reximedia, Media, which deftly guides a nation's top industries into presenting messages that plant themselves like acorns in people's minds to grow into giant oaks of action, <laughs> as I froth on here. Just listen, and you are going to learn quite a bit. So whether you are a customs insurance planner designing health care security for all those facing the new regime's greedy destruction of services, like Paul, or you're a choral director right, bent on spreading joy throughout the community in a town in desperate need, like Sheila, Pull your chair a little closer. Join our feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Carmen, I'm so glad that you could come back on our show.
0: Thank you so much for inviting me, and uh, thank you for listening, everyone.
1: Okay. Well, and you have you've, you've made your trek all the way back from uh, the frigid. Climbs of Europe, uh, this winter anyway, and in your excellent book, Impossible to Ignore, you bring up a really astoundingly sensible, simple point that people are really going to act upon only what they remember. And so if you want me to act in a particular direction, you really better get something that sticks in my mind. That's simple, but I mean, is this why sex cells, you know why they call it cheesecake, that we vividly remember all those those gorgeous models and our brains just sort of move toward the pleasure? Is that really what it is?
0: <laughs> that, uh, that's very close to uh, to what, uh, what's happening. You think of it that way. There is no decision that your brain makes unless it's fuel, fueled by a memory. And uh, let's, let's look at the concrete example. For example, tell me a decision that you've made lately, whether big or, or trivial.
1: Okay. I decided that uh, the ice had come out of the lake just long enough this morning for me to go paddling. Uh, so I took my canoe out and paddled. So that's, that's what I did.
0: There you go. And now I would assume that you decided to do that because uh, you remembered some uh, rewards from the past, whether consciously or, or subconsciously, that whenever you go paddling, it makes you feel good. There is that crisp, fresh air in the morning. Perhaps there is the solitude of the lake. There is um, a relaxation that uh, that's happening that goes along with that. So whether you think of it or you don't, you that memory enable you to get outside regardless of how cold it is and uh, and go for it and there is a decision out there that is not fueled by uh, by memory so to answer the question about sex we can look at how does the brain really decide it decides in three ways one is a reflexive way and that is um, an innate memory, so to speak, a memory that have um, been given to us through evolution and uh, many thousands of years of of that. Oh, yes. I, I have it, many um, innate,
1: innate uh, romantic memories. But, innate.
0: Uh, <laughs> And sex, would would way, you like
1: to hear about them? I didn't think so. All right,
0: go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sex is a, is one of those um, innate behaviors that ensures biological uh, fitness uh, and uh, so is uh, sweet taste and bitter taste and odor and proper body temperature, which is why you're waiting for that ice to, uh, to, you know, to mellow out. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so right. is
0: altruism, and uh, so is uh, the ability to control your environment. So there are some given memories, hmm. so to speak, upon which we act to ensure our biological fitness. Another decision is the okay. uh, type is is habitual. We tend to act on habits that we have, very much like if paddling is a habit for you, you tend to do it over and over. Truly, truly. And the third kind, right. yeah, and the third kind is a goal oriented decision that we uh, that we make. So all of them are there. by memories. Mhm. All of those are fueled by memories, and sex is one of such a reflexive uh, memories, so to speak, upon which we act. Which is why it's one of the easiest ways to sell something. Not always the most appropriate, but one of the easiest
1: well it's i I see what you're saying. It does sort of sound i'm to be honest it sounds a bit Skinnerian to me i mean I'm, it, you're you're making me feel like a slavish intel printed ship here Garvin. <laughs> <Carmen>. and <laughs> I, I mean can i for instance can i just uh my emotion in, in say selling something with sex kick in My emotional override, and say, and just look at, say, hey, that's a lovely lass with a beautiful, stunning smile, and that's what I'm concentrating on, and I'm just going to ignore that silly car these clowns are trying to sell me. I mean, can I? Can be overdone, right?
0: You, you can sure override it, and when you're thinking about how do you create messages for your customers, for your, for your audiences. A question that hardly ever do we uh, step back to ask from a neuroscientific standpoint is how much cognitive energy does the brain have at the point of decision making? Because the reflexive and habitual type of decisions require very little energy from the brain's perspective. If I see sex, right. I don't really have to think about it that much. If I see something that's sweet, I know that it's rewarding and I enjoy it. I'm going to go for it however if somebody gives you broccoli instead of chocolate and now you have to make a decision that requires a bit more thinking that means there is a lot more energy that is is necessary to override it so sometimes i'm always so it's baffled with deferred when people ask pleasure
1: that it's, is what you're talking about yeah right
0: <laughs> well deferred the more pleasure i defer my pleasure the more word. i have to think about it Um, it's deferring or it's it's seeking a a different kind of pleasure because broccoli might not give you the same pleasure as chocolate, but it gives you a different reward in the sense of uh, you might have a healthier eating habit, you might live longer, you might uh, look better. So if those are stronger rewards, then uh, you, might, uh, you might choose otherwise. But the idea is this. Don't approach your audiences with goal-oriented like decisions unless you know there is enough willpower and, uh, uh, and, and enough cognitive energy in their brain to act.
1: So don't sound like your mother when you're trying to sell something, all right, I think I, unless unless you've got some really tough children. And with that brief and tempting nosh at today's Feast of Wisdom, uh, allow me to pause and, and fulfill my duties as a proper host. I I will be rewarding you, hopefully, and as I lay before you a few utensils for furthering today's feast. So, first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that, that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself, and since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career... Allow me to ask, will this be the day that you flex your own strong, independent shoulders and toss away the the crutches of others who seductively uh, supply you with aid and just for the feeding of their own agenda? You, you know the kind of guys I'm talking about. Or will you uh, close, close the door and, and lean on those who, who make the sacrifice of your freedom seem so convenient and so easy? A little esoteric, but the choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I you need to steep your lips into a little laughter. So let me reach across the table and give you a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. And here we are. I'm going to, okay, here it is. Here's number 84. My boss is great. He supports and encourages and praises my every new idea. I I think it's because he never really had any of his own. (laughs) It is an afterthought. You know, there really is a place for the creative innovator, but there's an equally vital place for the executive who knows how to best employ that brilliant idea. It's not the manager's job to come up with every new idea herself, but if she can encourage original thought and find solid ways to implement them, well, the team's success and her own career are assured. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit Bart's that's BartsBooks.com, that's dot scom and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, and you will have a whole cannonade of jovial witticisms that will inspire chortle and day's cheer from your fellow chain gangers at work. And as a third utensil, I think we should appropriately entitle this the brain food spoon, we will proffer you right now the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the author who noted, I am ordinarily kindly and gentle, but in my line of business I am obliged to will terribly what I will at all. Well, Uh, that line of business was being Russia's czar, and it was spoken by Russia's most artistically embroiled czarina Catherine the Great. Uh, No elections come from this one. And later on, stick with us, because blurting your way soon will come another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the The author of that quote simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and email it right off to info at bartzbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, with utensils in hands, let's shift our memory to high gear and continue to learning from the Sarina of memorable messaging, Dr. Carmen Simon, and who is going to tell us about how you and how maybe corporations can manipulate the brains of the folks who count, Carmen. Um, a little bit about yourself for a while, because uh, you've really had such a varied and fascinating career. You, you've embraced jobs as as editors and UN interpreters and anchors and techie consultants. And w- What on earth seduced you into the, the deep study of brain science?
0: I'm intrigued by uh, what it is that people remember. I know that when it comes mm. to memory, each time I say that word, people immediately wonder how could we improve our own memory, which is a yeah, request yeah. because without memory, we're, we're nothing. Memory is a database of self, and if we lose it, we, we lose ourselves. So um, it's, a, it's a very expected reaction, but I'm even more intrigued as to how you can improve other people's memory. And um, mm. that's because regardless of the job that you have, you have an audience, and uh, everybody in that audience has a brain. We would uh, sometimes people smirk when I, when uh, I say we, that. not but going for on to part... Washington,
1: D.C. We'll skip that, but go ahead. Yes, I agree
0: really uh, So let's assume they, uh, they all do. And if they all do, <laughs> then it makes it uh, – <laughs> and when they bring it along, it makes it um, then um, inviting to know how that brain works. And um, mm. you have to step back even to ask why is it that human beings have a brain? We have a brain so we can move. And in fact there's a creature out there on the bottom of the sea that once it finds its own space and, and place to sit, it doesn't uh, need its brain so it eats it. And um oh, for humans my then goodness.
1: we could elect <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> Uh, uh, go ahead
0: <laughs> oh that's funny and uh, if we know that the brain is there to enable us to move that means in that movement it has a lot of choices especially these days so the question then becomes how do you appeal to somebody's brain in such a way that it moves towards you it moves in your favor
1: ah okay well now you have applied this 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 exact scientific findings that, that how do we get it to move uh and taken it really right into the realm of business. And you have founded Media. Could you tell us exactly what Reximedia does along that line with, with the brain?
0: Reximedia helps uh, any brand, any corporation, large or small, to create memorable messages by using science and appealing to how the brain works. So whether uh, you have a small presentation or a small campaign or a large one, whether you want to get people to join your forces, or you have something to sell, or you want an attitude to uh, to change in somebody else, it doesn't matter what the message type is. Our promise is that um, it will help you stay on people's minds so that they move in your favor, they decide in your favor.
1: Okay, well. Now, if you've just joined us, uh, you're listening to the Art of the CEO. By the way, which every Tuesday at two p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com/slash/the Art of blogtalkradio.com, the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com/the Art of the CEO. And now, Carmen, you have had. Uh, as, as your clients with Rexy Media, you had one major computer producer, a, a name firm, uh, who sought your aid, as I understand it, in helping folks realize and remember the, the great benefits of, of their new product, which they proudly advertised uh, as embracing modular versatility, versatility, modular versatility. Could you tell us why those ads were working, and what did do you give them as a memorable message to, to instead?
0: yeah we were we were pondering that message because um you see a lot of people when it comes to repetition, they believe that uh, when it comes to memory, they believe that repetition is uh, is where it's at, and indeed repetition is the mother of memory. We tend to to remember a lot more that which has occurred frequently. However, there is a difference between something that is repeated and something that is repeatable. And when somebody tells you, I bought this computer because of its modular versatility, it's not really a phrase <laughs> that comes to mind easily. It uh, might look right. a bit good in writing. It might look good when um, you see it in a, a spec doc, but not necessarily when you sit down with somebody at lunch and you tell them the reason why you just bought your computer. So be very cautious right. as you treat your own messages. So I'm addressing this to our listeners just to make sure that whenever you're choosing phrases to put on people's minds, they're the kinds that come to mind easily. There's this concept called cognitive ease. And one of the reasons why a lot of decisions are being made is because some mantras almost, some phrases come to mind easily, like for Brexit, take back control. That was such a a phrase that was easy to to bring to mind. It didn't take any cognitive effort, like we were saying earlier, or even make America great again, whether we agree with it or not. If you were to stop during the campaign, 100 people on the streets, 98 would have been able to tell you what Trump's message was versus what Hillary's message was, because one would come to Uh, mind easily and one wouldn't.
1: Right. Very good point. Very good point. And the, the cognitive ease and the memorability, but there's a trap with this, of course, with all this, and that is that it. it business is awash with jargon and buzzwords, mm-hmm.
0: and a lot of
1: them are uh, just slide right over our memories like ice on glass because we <laughs> hear them so often. They 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 just lose it. So you faced kind of that dilemma with a company. Um, I've Feel I can say the name Analytics Space. Uh, could you tell us that tale and, and how you made this one firm's message distinctive?
0: Yes, yeah, so you're you're pointing out something um, very profound, which is um, any communicator is a choreographer of familiarity versus uh, surprise. And um the brain tends to get drawn, at least initially, to something that is familiar simply because we are cognitively lazy beings. If given the choice to think uh, or not yes. to think
1: my wife keeps <laughs> telling me that about me, yes. I'm just pointing it out.
0: You're not the only one who's guilty we yeah I, 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 think a, of... I think it's a I think
1: it's a quality, it's a bylaw of marriage, I think, but, but anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's just a bylaw of simply being. The brain is a the fairly small <laughs> organ, but it takes 20 uh, percent or more sometimes of your entire body's energy, which is why when given the chance to conserve that energy, it'll take it, which is why messages that don't make us think that much are quite often um, preferable. <sighs> So I'll um, I'll give so, you an example of yeah I'll give you an example of a message uh, we were working on um, uh with uh, McDonald's Um uh, it's, uh, it's okay. one of our clients and uh, we enjoy working with them and obviously just because they have a a famous brand doesn't mean that the brain doesn't have choices to move towards other establishments toward so, away toward
1: her, away from her. sure sure
0: yeah, and uh, when we're looking at a message, you are looking at how can we best balance the decision that comes from a reflexive or habitual place, or in other words, automatic, versus a decision that comes from a strategic place, that, that goal-oriented one that does require a little bit more thinking. So, for example, one of the messages um, we are creating for some of their internal campaigns were you profit most when you serve best. So you see the word profit oh, okay. is an automatic one. one for the franchise owners because profit is all we, we want. We automatically – the brain goes there. It, it Habitually, it's, it, it it knows that it finds rewards in it. But when you serve – Well, now, the these serving, franchisers
1: are people that have done well already. They, they sparked a profit, but they're already doing well. So you have to sort of give them an extra little kick, don't you, to – Right. Exactly. I mean, right. Just... So when
0: you say when you serve best, you're now it has to go engage the brain a little bit more. and Now I have to think a little bit extra. But if the entire message was too strategic, then that puts people off and there is just too much thinking involved. So if you find okay. a good balance between automatic and strategic, then you have you are more likely to get the brain to at least follow initially. Or another message uh, was okay. on is um, create a customer who creates customers. To so see create a customer oh, like is that. an automatic message, but a customer who creates customers then has a strategic flair to it, but there's at least a balance between something that's automatic versus something that's strategic. Or There was another one we were that's, working on. With, um,
1: I understand. Yeah. Carmen, tell us quickly uh, before we go to a break, uh, how can people get a, a hold of uh, your marvelous book, Impossible to Ignore?
0: Impossible to ignore. Available on Amazon or anywhere else that the books are sold. And uh, if you should buy uh, one copy or a hundred thousand, that will be uh, that will be perfectly fine. Uh, my my goal okay. is that anyone who reads it uh, will will learn how to stay on people's minds so others move in their favor.
1: righty. I thank you that's that's great now, um at this point, I think we we really do need I've had so much filling my poor little brain, and it's taking up a much greater percentage than usual so uh if you're like me let's why don't we take a brief sorbet from this feast of wisdom and uh it it is time for me to introduce to you the uh company by whose good graces we're here today, and that company is Prometheus Publishing. Uh, which has, among many other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com, and explore a wide wealth of really practical wisdom from business masters, one of which is is lies in a book that we invite you to look at called Accountability, The Key to Driving a High-Performance Culture by a fellow named Greg Buston, and it fits in very closely with what we're talking about today because Greg's accountability begins with and hinges on character. This was an element that uh, it, was, it was a baby that was tossed out with a Victorian bathwater and really needs to come back, and Greg uses a multifaceted approach to guide leaders to enhancing their own character, their own quality, and thus boost the team. It is a book that is very much worth your reading and looking at, and uh, something you will want to wrap your brain around. Also, while you're at it, if you are at your while you're at Bart'sBooks.com, don't forget to go to the home page, click on that little blue mailbox, and that will. Uh, absolutely free by the eternal enigma of email subscribe you right up to receive a new quip every week with a little bit of laughter and a little bit of wisdom and heaven knows we all need that and speaking of a little laughter and a little uh, executing of of brain power let's uh, return and lend our listening ear to Dr. Carmen Simon and get, find a few more seductive messages. See that they're going to seethe into our brains, and we're going to find some tips to translating words into uh, desirable actions. Now, Carmen, one of another one of your great triumphs uh, was with General Electric, as I understand. They were trying to make a computer. To, trying to make folks aware really that computer hardware was as vulnerable to cyber attack as software and that people needed to protect it all of which is sort of scary and they wanted to get the message out in a more positive light so how did you guide them in that presentation
0: it, uh, it's a new division of um, of GE that uh, we're working with, and um, they are now focused on um, operational technology, which is equally important as information technology, because uh, physical devices these days are just as much um, at risk of, as, as being attacked as um, our um, data is. For example, if you may remember um, a recent... Um, Target uh, attack, so to speak, where customer data was stolen and it was stolen through an air conditioning system. So physical devices okay. and protecting those is going to be one of our uh, biggest problems uh, as the world evolves. And when wow. you're introducing new concepts, especially to an audience of uh, of neophytes, then you have the choice of appealing to their goals, such as make sure that all of your devices are protected, versus appealing right. to reflexes and habits, which is first link a message to something the brain already knows, which is information technology and protecting data. So once you're you're forming a schema, so to speak, or you're linking into something that exists, then it's much easier to explain the rest of the story versus starting from scratch and jarring the brain too much.
1: Okay. I see what you're saying. You didn't, and that's why you didn't dip down into fear, because that's just a moiling pit from which you, and you had a lot to explain, I think I see this well, you, you know, this always puts me cybersecurity. security, I'm, I've got to tell you always puts me in mind of humor, and uh, that's my positive spin on so much, is that the humor is a tool I use egregiously and I had to give a talk before people about cyber security uh, not as an expert, but just to sort of make other people look good, I guess anyway, they got me up there, and so I gave the line, I, I said, you know Give a, uh, teach a man to shoplift, and you can feed him for a day. But teach him to steal your identity, and he can dine on wine and caviar far into the future. And then they asked me about my own firm, and I said, "Well, you know, our our firm isn't worried about cybersecurity because the last person who broke into our ledger sent a sympathy card." So, and <laughs> you know, I get these. And I, I gave the lines and and so forth. My, I guess the reason i I bring this up is. Uh, this, so humor is good, humor is great. I love it. It brings people together. But uh can it also distract from the message? Like anything, right? Can you can, uh, yeah, you, can, of you, can you overdo and, it?
0: And, <laughs> you can uh the the main goal of of any communicator must be to Make sure that not only do they stand on people's minds long-term, but also that there is a strong connection between the memory and who put it there. Because otherwise, you essentially end up giving somebody else's presentation or somebody else's message. So I'm sure you've seen many commercials where you may remember that, oh, there was the pig that um, was uh, driving a convertible, and he got pulled over, and he was showing the cop a mobile app. And then if somebody asks you, so who was the commercial for? And if you don't know that means that creator didn't do a good job between the humor, the content itself, and the creator of that content. Because what is memory ultimately but an association between two concepts? So our job is to constantly work at improving the association between what we say and who said it.
1: That you are connecting the deed with the author and that it is a connection. I think that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up that this is – you have to connect people, as associate ideas. This uh, we do this so often in business uh, when we want to leave, bring people in to change, change. And I, I know the truth of it is that most of us are as flexible as pig iron, and we don't handle change well. And um, you had uh, many, many. Uh, you've had many clients I know that do this, but most of us are. Uh, most people most of us who are managers are really bewildered in, in how to present change to our teams. Have you got us uh, – are there a couple of good uh, good sort of rules of thumb that you could give us to help bring about when we have a new idea that may or may not be quite so popular? A couple of good uh, tips you could give us right off?
0: The biggest um, notion to follow when you want to implement change is to remember the three ways in which the brain decides. It's a reflexive way, a habitual way, or a goal-oriented way. And the mistake that a lot of managers make or people who are in charge of change management is that they try to put too much that's of novelty in front of the brain versus hooking into something that already exists, hooking into a a Uh, reflex or a habit. So, for example, let's just say that I wanted to change your behavior and I wanted to make sure that you're more productive at work I wouldn't come up with a set of uh, new habits or, or new skills that you should have. I would say each time you see a notification in your Facebook account, write the paragraph for work first and then indulge in that message. So, see, I'm linking a new behavior that I want you to exhibit with something that is old and already exists.
1: Okay, again, it's. Building that link and building that link to something I've got solidified in me already. Mm-hmm. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. I, I think it's 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 just as a simple thing to remember. I I hate to say it, but we are are vastly coming to the end of our session together. So if uh, could you just uh, if if I am desperate to make my message count, how may I? get a hold of you or get a hold of Rexy Media and take advantage of all the wisdom that you have just given us a tip of the iceberg at today?
0: You can uh, visit our website at uh, rexymedia.com, R-E-X-I media. Rexy, by the way, comes from the Latin verb to direct or to guide. Uh, my ah. uh, email address is uh, yeah, simon at uh, rexymedia.com. And uh, contact me so that uh, we can work on how you can stay on people's minds long term so they make favorable decisions.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Carmen, for teaching us how to seduce, traduce, and entice uh, a little more with uh, some Rexy design. (laughs) At any rate, I thank you so much. And we'll have to have you back on again, learn a little bit more about what you're doing with the clients. And uh, in the meantime, may I uh, suggest all of you get a hold of her book. It's a lot of fun. And thank you very much for coming on.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening
1: okay and as we round out today's feast i am bart jackson your curator of business wisdom leaving you with today's quotation that is who said uh who said the big print giveth but the fine print taketh away Ah, I love that. This venerable Roman Catholic Archbishop of New York, uh, he had a show called Life Worth Living that actually beat out Frank Sinatra's own in the ratings. So if you remember, if you know that author of that quote, Just scribble his name down as you believe him or her to be. Send it right off to info at BartsBooks.com to win an absolutely power-thrusting, career-changing gift from the dungeons of Barts Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, it is an ever-puzzling fact that in many businesses, honest sweat produces far fewer sales than fine whiskey. Life, my friend, is never fair. And perhaps it's a memory thing. And to you who have gleefully shared our today, today's feast, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as Carmen and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com website. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, It has been a privilege. I thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.